Welcome to Behind the Flag Podcast, sponsored by Get It Right Enterprises. Come on, join the crew and take the field during Friday Night Lights. We will learn from experienced guest presenters and mentors that will help you become a better football official, providing the tools to put you in the correct position to make the right call. Raise your officiating knowledge and strive to become the best football official and expert in National Federation High School rules. Learn the art of film breakdown, mechanics, and philosophies. You know, every year we have an entire off-season to get prepared. But in-season, you only have one chance to get it right. Right here we go. Happy Halloween, October 31st, Saturday morning. Um, behind the flag, we have myself, Dennis Barella, Ken Adent, and today's special guest is David Zetz. He's a collegiate basketball official uh, working out of California, or I'm sorry, working out of San Diego, California. And he's here to talk to us a little bit about. Uh, getting in better shape so we can stay on the field and get up and down the field, the court, on and off the mat, whatever, whatever sport you, you do, uh, he has a program for you. So Ken, if you could uh, please introduce David for us. Yeah. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Dennis. Morning, David. Um, morning. Certainly, glad you're, morning, certainly glad you're here with us. All of us, uh, especially us uh, older guys, and uh, who are trying to stay on the court and the feels longer sure could use your advice today. So anyway, we have, uh, we're excited to welcome exercise physiologist and nutrition advisor, David Zis. David has personally coached over a hundred referees around the world to help them get in perfect shape for higher level games, bigger paychecks and pain-free careers. I'm all about that. David's active client list includes men and women, referees working from high school, junior college, D2, D1, uh, NA, uh, excuse me, Division Three as well, NBA, G League, um, guys all over the place. David delivers his personalized services through branded fitness app conveniently located on your smartphone. During the 2020 NBA playoffs, multiple referees inside the bubble took advantage of working with David's inside his virtual training program to exceed body composition requirements and reach new levels of physical fitness. This is extremely unique opportunity to hear about how to achieve your physical aspirations utilizing a program designed for you, the sports official. Oh, by the way, if you get over the chance to work with David, do it. So without further ado, please welcome David Zetis. Thank you, Ken. And thank you, Dennis, for bringing me on. I'm really excited to teach today. I think uh, what you guys are going to learn today are going to, I'm going to try to keep this as simple as possible because um, that's what I'm all about. You know, I, I'm a firm believer uh, that, that your fitness program should uh, complement your life, not consume your life. Okay. So what I'll be teaching you today um, are really, I'll start with the, the three tips uh, to eliminate pain and prevent future injury. Okay. So we'll, we'll cover that. And I know a lot of people are really going to be excited to hear about that. Um, especially like you said, Kent, uh, the older guys are really, you guys want to prolong your careers. I'm going to teach you how to do that. Um, 
the, the second uh, topic we'll be getting in today will be the uh, four key components to the perfect training session. Okay, so I'll kind of get into the difference between just exercising and then actually training. Okay, and, that, and what I'm really going to be hammering home is the importance of actually having a, a program that you can track. Um, and but I'll, I'll, what I'll be giving you is all the tools that you need uh, as far as what movements that you need to do and things like that in order to build a program for yourself. Um, that's really going to be the biggest bang for your buck. So we'll talk about the four key components to the perfect training session, how to jam pack all that into one hour and, and all of my programs, just so you guys know, and most of what I teach, uh, is how to do this all in three days per week. Okay. Really? So three hours per week is all I'm looking for out of you guys. Uh, if you can't dedicate three hours per week, then I can't help you. Okay. So you guys, you guys, um, uh, as officials, you know, you, you are, you, whether you like it or not, I don't care how old you are. I don't care what level of, of basketball or football or soccer or whatever uh, sport that you officiate. Um, we're all athletes. Okay. And so today I'm going to be teaching you how to train like an athlete and to do it uh, quickly and effectively. Um, and so that'll be the second thing. So first thing we'll talk about pain, how to eliminate it. We'll get into the four key components of a perfect training session. Lastly, um, this is really one of the, the biggest uh, things or teaching points that I, that I love to teach, especially to basketball referees, but it applies to all referees. We all got to run. Okay. So what I'll be teaching you is I call it the five secrets. There might be six secrets. I'm not sure on the number, but once we get there, um, you guys are welcome to jump in and ask questions, uh, Ken and Dennis, but we'll be talking about the, the five to six secrets to perfect running form. Okay. And that's also going to lead into your injury prevention and things like that. Okay. So, um, and then I'm sure we'll have a little bit of time at the end. If you guys want to ask questions, I do have a little bonus, um, topic that I, I didn't tell you guys I was going to talk about, but obviously there's two parts to your fitness, right? There's the training, there's movement, there's getting out of pain, but then there's the second part is your nutrition, right? So I will talk a little bit about that. I am a nutrition advisor as well as, uh, as an exercise physiologist. So we will get into nutrition at the end and um, that's real specific to the individual. So if you guys want to jump in at that point, uh, go right ahead. Um, I'm going to be flying through this stuff today, just so you know. So make sure you grab a pen and take notes. Okay. Because, um, you know, and, and feel free by the way to, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll shoot my information out to everybody. If you guys want to reach out and send me an email, uh, about anything that was talked about today, if you have questions, I'm sure you will, because I could literally go for six hours on this thing. Um, and, but we don't have that kind of time and that's not what we're going to do today. Okay. We're going to try to jam pack it into, uh, uh, about it, I think about 45 to an hour or something like that. Right. So anyhow, so here, here's what we'll do. I do like to teach on the whiteboard. And so I'm going to go ahead and just start first. Can you guys see this image by the way, that over here on the right, the joint by joint approach image? Yes, I can. Cool. So I'll get, we don't, before we, I switch cameras, um, when it comes to the, the three tips to eliminate pain, and prevent future injury. Um, let me just ask you guys, I'm going to go ahead and quiz you guys real quick. Dennis or Ken, what I'm going to ask you, what is the number one risk factor for future injury? Do, do you, do, do either of you know, or do you want to take a guess? Hey, knees. What's that? 
risk factor i'm going to say not being limber enough or or stretching okay that's a good guess all right how about you dennis what do you got i would say knee injuries just not warming up knee injuries yeah do not warming up and which would affect you know getting out on the court not and and somebody always hurting their some kind of tendon in their knees a hundred percent okay so the the number one so you're both right but the number one risk factor is actually a previous injury okay so if you have a knee injury already that right there is going to put you at a higher risk of injuring that thing again or injuring something else okay because you're overcompensating for that injury does that make sense yes so so in order to, so we really can't do anything about that, but we can't, you know, we can't go back in time and like, you know, erase that injury. But what we can do is fix that problem. So if you, let's say you had a knee surgery, for example, and I hear it all the time from officials, uh, I've got knee pain, uh, my knee hurts when I'm out there, or my knees are stiff, or I get this one a lot, uh, my low back hurts, okay? Um, my, a lot of people don't know this, actually, my, my godfather, I'm not sure if you know the name, Dave Libby, um, big time, uh, eight final fours as a basketball referee, two, two championships um, in division one. He had to cut his career short uh, because of back pain, uh, because he wasn't doing the things that I'm going to teach you guys today, because frankly, he just didn't know uh, what he needed to do. And so he cut his career short. And I'm just, I want you guys to just imagine what would what would five more years to your career do for you? You know, and no matter what level you're at, we all do this because we, we love the game. Uh, and, and even when you get to the high levels, you do make the most money in your last five years anyhow, uh, because you have that seniority and that, and that veteran um, uh, mentality and, and you, you have the, the experience to get those big games and get those championship games. So, so I just want you to think, you know, what, what would it be like to extend your career five years? Or what would it be like, you know, what, what would it feel like to, to be out there and not have that knee pain anymore, or not have that back pain? Okay, so, so in, in order to teach you guys how to do this, we're going to go. Can, can you go ahead, Dennis, and pull up that, um, that image again uh, of the joint-by-joint joint approach that you had up there? Perfect. I know, I know my picture's there, but um, Dennis, did I send you the, um, the actual full image? No. I didn't? I okay. stole this from your Facebook page. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> I could have I sent you the whole thing. So here's, um, here's what I, I want to teach. Okay. So as you can see with this joint by joint approach, that photo on the left, there's two photos, one on the left, one on the right. Uh, as you can see, the body is very, very balanced when it comes to mobility and stability. So you've got cervical spine stability. You've got thoracic spine needs to be mobile. Okay, so that's your upper spine. Your lumbar spine needs to be stable. How do we do that? We actually do a lot of core strength for the lumbar spine. If you have back pain, that's going to be one of your biggest tips right there is to strengthen your core. Second thing is also to strengthen your glutes for low back pain. But as you can see, the, the hips are supposed to be very mobile, and then the knees are supposed to be very stable. 
And it's this perfect balance that the body has. And if one of those things is out of balance, the whole system uh, falls down. Okay, the whole foundation just just plummets. And that's when you start getting knee pain because your knee wants to compensate for, let's say you have tight hips. A lot of times when you have knee pain, it's not necessarily the knee that's the problem. Okay. Um, what we do as exercise physiologists and physical therapists is we look above and below the joint, right? So back to the example, let's say you get a knee surgery. Okay. Who do you go see after you go, you get knee surgery or something like that? You hurt yourself really badly. You get surgery. Who do you go see after that? Physical therapist. Physical therapist. What does the physical therapist do for you? You start working on uh, the muscles around that injury. A hundred percent. So they get you stronger, correct? Yep. That's one thing. The second thing is they, they increase your mobility. Makes sense. So then tip number one is to get stronger. Okay. In the, you're, you're absolutely right, Dennis, in the muscles surrounding the joint, but also the, the joints, the muscles that control the joints surrounding the joint that's hurt. Does that make sense? So, so tip number one, to get yourself out of pain, you got to get stronger. What happens if you, if you see a physical therapist for three weeks, uh, and this is nothing against physical therapists. I love them. Uh, they're amazing people, but their job is to get you back to normal daily activities, which is walking and sitting and standing. Okay. So they get you that point and you work with them for about three to four weeks and then they send you on your way. And then when you leave, they tell you what they say, all right, keep doing this stuff, right? Keep doing this stuff. And then you don't do it. Right. So then you have this belief system in your mind, like, oh my gosh, I'm always going to have this bad knee because you, for one, you stop training it and then you never get fully better, okay? It starts to feel better when you're with the physical therapist, you leave, but then it doesn't continue to get better because uh, you're not getting stronger and you're not increasing the mobility in those surrounding areas like you need to, okay? So, um, so biggest, biggest takeaway here, you guys, is going to be get strong, okay? Increase your mobility. So if you have tight hips, you gotta stretch those things. Um, and if, and, and, and if you, have, if you have no way to do that, there are videos all over the place. I, I'm going to go ahead and, by the way, send you guys a, a resource after this so that you don't have to like, think about, well, what is it that I need to be doing? Um, I have a lot of YouTube videos that I can send, send out, and hopefully you guys can send out uh, with, this, um, with this presentation so that people can take a look at what it is that they need to be doing to, to increase the mobility uh, in the areas that need to be mobile and then increase the stability in the areas that need to be stable, okay? So it's get strong, number one. Number two, get mobile. Number three, uh, increase your stability, okay? Which is kind of the same thing as getting stronger, um, but we'll talk more about that when we get into the four key components uh, to the perfect training session. We'll talk about single leg versus double leg and things like that uh, when it comes to training, okay? So any, by the way, any questions? I mean, that kind of wraps up the three tips to eliminate chronic pain, but do you guys, while I have you here, um, do you guys specifically have any questions or maybe questions that you think might come up? No, I was thinking range of motion as well when you were talking about, you know, uh, what a physical therapist would do. But yeah, you're, you're right on the, the money there. And I'm, I can't wait to hear these four points. I yeah, man. So when it comes to, range of motion. That's exactly right. So tip number two is get mobile. Um, so what does that mean? 
that means increase your range of motion. Absolutely. Um, and then we'll kind of get, we'll kind of get into, you know, differences between static stretching and dynamic stretching once we get into the four, uh, components, but, uh, um, but yeah, those are the, those are really the three things that you need, you know, and, but here's the other thing. I'm not a doctor. Okay. And I don't play one on TV. Um, that said, I do know a lot about the body and how it works. Um, but if you have shooting pain somewhere, okay. Like it's like, man, like really bad. You need to go get that thing looked at, at least get a picture or something like that. Get a professional opinion. Okay. Everything that I'm telling you today is going to be based on my experience and, and the clients that I work with and how, cause I fixed a lot of these problems. Um, but before you start anything on your own, get professional opinions. Okay. Go see a doctor, go get an image. If you're really having a problem, uh, with anything as, as far as pain goes. Okay. Um, so that's very, very important. Um, so moving into the four key components to the perfect training session, uh, I'm going to go ahead and switch cameras and get, and do this one on the whiteboard because it's for one way more fun and it's, uh, a lot easier to organize it for you guys to see how you can uh, put this together yourself. Okay. So let me switch cameras. You guys can see that. Okay. Yes. All right. Boom. You guys can hear me up here. Yeah, we got you. Board's good. All right, cool. All right, so check it out. The four key components of the perfect training session. Component number one, no magic here. This is what you're gonna do first when you get into the gym. By the way, I know it's like a pandemic right now. And I know that a lot of you don't have access to a gym. What I'm going to teach you uh, is how to, how to do this and get stronger even if you don't have a gym, okay? Um, I work with over uh, 80 referees right now in my program. Um, and many of them don't have gym access. Uh, so if you have questions about equipment, what, what to get as far as bang for your buck and things like that, uh, I will recommend those things as well as I go. Um, and if I forget to, can Dennis please, uh, ask so that, so that I can remember to do that. Um, but this works for home training and this works for, for in the gym. And, you know, if you're a traveler and you got hotels, that's, also kind of the convenience of what I do is you got your program right there on an app um, and it can be tailored to whatever it is that you're working with. Okay. But these are the principles that I use uh, to get people really great results. And by the way, we didn't show one of those success stories. Maybe we could do that um, after we get through this segment. Okay. Uh, of one of my officials. So um, four tips. So mobility, what happened? You go into the gym. That's, that's component number one is back to mobility. This is super important. This is stuff that most of us don't do. Um, but it's only going to take you, remember, I'm teaching you how to jam pack this into five, oh, sorry, one hour workout. So your mobility should only take about five to 10 minutes. Now, I already went over that about mobility. So I'll put it up here. Um, and if you want resources on this, please uh, you know, send me a message or, and I can, I can, uh, help you out with what you need to be doing as far as the movements go. Um, but there are plenty of YouTube videos. Basically what this means, keep it simple. Just move your joints. Okay. We talked about what areas need to be mobile, your hips, your upper back, your ankles, those things need to be mobile. Uh, 
so just move those things. Okay. One of the, one of the best, um, things you can do, especially as a basketball referee or any referee, we do a lot of running and looking backwards, right? That's really, really bad for us. <laughs> uh, we do a lot of things that, that the body doesn't like to do. Okay. So, um, we should be turning from that upper spine. Okay. A lot of us have really immobile upper spines. Um, so if you look at thoracic spine, you just Google that, um, thoracic spine mobility exercises, that's what you're going to want. You go hip mobility exercises. That's what you're going to want. You, you do those things. You go about five to 10 minutes. You do some foam rolling, um, before you start any sort of movement, that's going to put you in a great place to then get stronger. And, um, and when you're talking about like, if you want a lot of guys want to lose weight or like get more ripped because that's, that's really the important thing when it comes to uh, moving up, especially in the basketball referee world. I'm not a football official or a soccer official, um, but I'm sure it's the same there too. I was just watching some football over the weekend and gosh, one of the, one of the white hats was like absolutely ripped. Um, this is how you, I'm going to teach you this with this training format. This is how you're going to look like that guy. Okay. Um, because if you want to change your body, you also, you also have to do these things too. So the mobility is going to just put you in a position to train the rest of your movements and the rest of your muscles in a more efficient and more productive way. Okay. So key number one, just warm up, move your, move your joints. Okay. Um, number two, speed. Okay. What is speed training? That's going to take, so as soon as you get in there, you start warming up, then what you're going to want to do is do some speed training. So what is that? So, uh, things like kettlebell swings, things like box jumps. Okay. If you're going to be training your legs that day, uh, what you're going to want to do is really be explosive. Okay. You're going to want to do two to three sets of about five to 10 reps of something like a quick box jump or a squat jump. Uh, do it on one leg and two legs. Okay. You want to do some uh, quick sprints to kind of get what this is going to do is really prime your nervous system, uh, to do the most important part of this training session which I'll get to in a, in a second. Um, but what it's going to do is light up your nervous system. It's going to get your heart rate up. Uh, and it's going to just put yourself in a better position to do the heavier lifting, which is going to be the strength training part. Uh, and the strength training part is going to take the most time because for one, there's a lot of movements that need to be hit with the strength training uh, portion of your workout. Um, and if you want to change your body and look and feel the way that you really want to, you need to get stronger. Right. And so that's what we're going to really focus on, uh, with this, with this part. So five to 10 minutes of speed training, that's your kettlebell swings, you're jumping. You could even do some quick wind sprints, just kind of get your heart rate up and, and start getting that blood flow. Okay. But really the idea here is no weight, uh, just quick explosive movements. Okay. Any questions on speed you guys or mobility so far before I get into strength? No rock and roll. Sweet dude. Um, all right. So, I'm going to go ahead and erase this because strength is the most important. I'm going to hammer this home. You guys strength training is the most important thing. Uh, if you want to change your body and start looking and feeling amazing. So, um, a lot of us do it. A lot of us don't, a lot of us do it the wrong way. A lot of us do it the right way. Um, there is no, I, I shouldn't even say right or wrong. Really. There's like good, better, and then best. Okay. Um, I think what a lot of, uh, a lot of the officials that I work with or that come to me for a, a free consultation 
one of the things I do is you and I sit down and talk about what it is that you're doing with your training program right now. And many times, like for basketball guys, um, they're doing like the typical bodybuilding split five days per week, right? You do like chest on Monday, you're doing, you know, back and buys, you're doing, you know, so you've got this five day per week thing. Now, I'm not saying that do that doesn't work, okay? If you do something, it's going to work. If you're doing nothing right now and you start doing something, it's probably going to work. Um, but eventually you're going to hit a plateau, okay? So um, typically speaking, we're referees, okay? We're not necessarily bodybuilders. And most of us are, we have busy jobs, right? Like you've got probably a day job outside of your officiating. You've probably got a family. You don't have time to go to the gym uh, or train five days a week. Okay. So what I'm going to teach you is how to put this strength training program together uh, three days per week to have it make more sense for you and your schedule, but also get better results. Because typically um, when you do it, how, how I'm going to teach you, you're going to get amazing results. You're going to start seeing it right away, probably by week two or three, um, because it's a, it's a very systematic approach and it's based on science rather than um, just like mindlessly going to the gym and, and, and doing a bunch of like bicep curls and things like that, uh, like bodybuilders. And if you want to really progress with a bodybuilding split five days per week, uh, you typically have to spend about two to two and a half hours in the gym uh, because what happens is you, uh, here, let me just, let me just write this up. So this line here, this line here represents your baseline level of strength. Okay. So this is baseline. Oh, look out. Um, all right. So this line right here represents a workout. Everybody knows in order to get stronger, you got to break your muscles down. Right. So you guys can see that. Okay. Right. Am I in the way? You got it. So this line right here, this is a workout. Bang. You just broke down your muscles. Now, over here, this is where you recover, right up top. Now, this, this line right here is, uh, represents about two to three days later, okay? And typically, that's why, um, you know, when you're doing bodybuilding, let's say you do chest on Monday, bang. Two to three days later, once you get about five to six days later, you go back to your baseline level of strength. So really... Well, you know, if you're only at the gym for an hour, uh, that's going to, you're eventually going to go back to baseline and you're not going to actually progress very efficiently and very effectively. You're going to be kind of spinning your wheels. Um, and that's not what I want for you. Okay. I want you to get to this point. All right. And then what happens at this point is you do it again. Boom. And then you go up like that. Does that make sense? I, I did, you guys follow me there? Yep. Gotcha. Any questions on that? So yeah, like, so like that's the, so what, what we're going to do is hit all the movements that we need to hit. And I'll tell you what those movements are in a second. Um, in, in a, like every other day. Okay. So Monday, you're going to hit some movements. All right. And then Wednesday, you're going to hit those movements again. And then Friday, you're going to hit those movements again. And then that way you're going to continue to climb the ladder and that's how you kind of break through plateaus. But the most important thing there too is that you're actually writing it down and keeping a log, okay, and tracking your progress. Um, because if you're not tracking your progress, you're just guessing. 
And a lot of you probably go to the gym or you do a workout or whatever. Um, and you just like, kind of, you know what you're doing. Like, you know, if you're doing the bodybuilding thing, like, okay, I'm going to hit chest today. I'm going to do like bench press. I'm going to do like whatever. Um, but you're not actually like tracking your weights and writing these things down and use utilizing what we call progressive overload. So what's your body's not going to change. Okay. Eventually you're going to hit a plateau. Um, if you're not actually tracking these things over time and there's a lot of ways to progress yourself. It's not just about putting more weight on the bar or putting more, you know, doing more reps. Um, it should be specific to you and what your goals are for one and your current fitness levels. Okay. So you need a program that meets you right where you're at and then takes you to a whole new place. So in order to do that, you need to track your weights and don't go to the gym five days a week. You don't, I mean, most of the time when people fall off of a program, they're inconsistent is because their program is just too much to handle. Okay. So if you're going to the gym 10 days in two weeks, and then you fall off by week three, cause you're like, God, I can't do it. I'm exhausted. This is it just doesn't work um, for my schedule and all that. Then what was the point of the two weeks? You know what I mean? If you stop, then it's all over, right? So the point is you need to, to create the body that you want and then you need to keep it that way, okay? And you can do both of those things with just really two to three days a week if you do it smart, okay? So um, I'll teach you how to do it smart right here. So let me erase this. That was a super sloppy drawing, by the way. But... Uh, how are we doing so far, guys? Feeling good? Yeah, we're doing great. Dude, are you guys motivated to work out or what? Uh, yes, pretty much. I <laughs> started stretching. <laughs> You're already stretching back there? All right. So um, let me, so here's, here, let me write up strength here because this is, this is the third component, okay? Um, and we're going to get into some, some 401 stuff, but it's also pretty basic. So I'm going to quiz you guys now. Uh, you got to train your whole body, right? In order to change your whole body. We kind of already went over that. Um, but let's talk about, you've got lower body and upper body, right? And then you also have core. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But so for lower body, you tell me, Ken, what movements do we need to hit for the lower body? Well, I'm thinking, you know, I do a lot of step ups. I, I walk, I jog. Um, I still, I try to keep a 10 minute mile pace when I do run. Love it. Um, so I'm, but I'm probably talking cardio. I think you're trying to tell me to do more squats and stuff. Absolutely. So we do a lot of running as officials, right? So for the lower body, in order to prevent injury, like I already talked about, and in order to just look better and burn more calories at rest, you need to build some, some leg strength. Okay. Um, and you need to do that by yes, squatting. So that's one, that's one movement pattern. Okay. And I want, I want to hammer this home for you guys in order to get more bang for your buck out of your workouts. I want you to train movements, not muscles. Okay. So, you know, if you're going to the gym and you're doing the leg extension machine, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but that's like not going to make you more athletic. Okay. And it's also going to perhaps depending on, you know, what your program looks like actually make you more imbalanced. Okay. Cause you have quad muscles, you have hamstring muscles, you have glute muscles, right? But we want to train the movements equally so that all those muscles are, are working as a unit. Okay. So when you train movements, you don't miss muscles. Okay. When you train muscles, you miss some movements. So don't do that. Okay. Train movements. Don't sit on the thing 
and do your leg extensions, especially if you have a knee problem. Okay. So uh, it's just going to put more wear and tear on your knee that you don't need. The point of the strength training should be to make you look great, make you feel great and increase your, your running capabilities. Okay. Because you only have so many miles on your legs, but in order to elongate how many miles you have on your legs in your career, you got to get stronger legs. Make sense. So squat. And then what's the other movement pattern? Lunges. We have a squat and we have lunges. Okay. I like that. That we'll call that in the squat category. Okay. So because we have two different components. So we have one leg. Oops. So of a squat, you have a one leg squat and then like you have that. a two leg squat. Okay. So a lunge is kind of both actually, because you are using both legs. Um, and if you have knee problems, just by the way, real quick tip, probably should avoid forward lunges. Um, but a basic movement would be something like a split squat. If you have two legs staggered like this, right. And then you just drop down and come back up. That's a split squat. Uh, a lunge would be a progression of that, but really you want to be training both you. So you want to squat on one leg and you want to squat on two legs. Okay. Um, and then the second lower body movement, just to keep things simple, is a hinge or what we call a deadlift, right? You guys know what deadlifts are. So I'll write over here, hinge. And then same thing. Ooh, squat on one leg, squat on two legs. Hinge on one leg. And hinge on two legs. Okay. And what I'll do, by the way, is I'll give some, uh, I'll give a resource that you can see the videos of what some examples, cause there's like, if I went through all these things, it would take me, we'd be here all day. Um, but just in order to categorize these things and, and put a program together for yourself, these are what, these are the things that you need. Okay. You need to squat on one leg. You need to squat on two legs. You need to hinge on one leg. You need to hinge on two legs. Make sense. Any questions? No, sir. You got, you guys are quiet over there. You guys taking notes? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm writing a dissertation here. <laughs> All right. So, so that's, that's how you get strong. And remember guys, that's just lower body. We'll talk about upper body here in a second. Um, remember to track what you're doing, know where you're at with your strength. Okay. If you're going to do a lunge, right. And if you got a couple dumbbells in your hand, know what weights you're using, write those things down, know what reps you're using, know what weights and what reps become difficult, right? Know where you can, where you max out on those things. If you can do 12 lunges, you know, with 40 pound dumbbells in your hands and that's about it, then that's where you're at. Write that down. Okay. Um, cause one of the, one of the things I do with my, uh, private coaching clients is, is actually you and I track those things together. Um, so you don't have to think about it, but this is a really easy way to organize how to track those things. Okay. So you've got your squat, you've got your lunges, right? Which would be like a one leg squat. Okay. And then you also have legitimate one leg squats and a lot of people can't do that yet. And if you're not there, um, that's some, that's a goal that you can shoot for. Okay. You always want to progress your performance, uh, because that's, what's going to translate out onto the field. And that's, what's going to translate into the mirror, uh, is it, when you progress your performance, your whole body starts working better. Your muscles start working better. You start looking better. You start feeling better. Makes sense. So um, in terms of the upper body strength training part of your, of your training session that you're going to do three days a week, um, is the upper body. And so you've got 
to keep it simple, right? And this is, these are fundamental movement patterns. There's no other movements other than these. <laughs> so you've got a pull. You can pull, right, with your upper body. And you can push. Okay? So we know what these are. So if you've got no equipment, I see a lot of people doing push-ups right now, and I think it's awesome. As soon as the quarantine thing started, everyone's like doing these push-up challenges. But guess what? If you're not pulling in conjunction with your pushing, you're going to develop some imbalances. You're going to develop poor posture. Nobody wants to look like the hunchback of Notre Dame out there while he's refing a ball game. Um, and, and because it's just going gonna, gonna to mess with your, your credibility out there. And that's not what you want. You want to look like an athlete and you want to feel like an athlete. So um, to, you got to pull. I always recommend pull twice as much as you push. Okay, so pulling, um, pretty straightforward. You got to pull, pull heavy and pull often, okay? And pull in both directions. What do I mean by that? You've got, I'm going to put V and H, okay? You guys, any guesses on what that stands for? Vertical and horizontal. Oh, my God, Dennis. <laughs> Vertical, horizontal. Dennis, you can't. I had yes. it first, Dennis. What's yeah. Up? Yeah. <laughs> so, so vertical pull, horizontal pull. Okay. So what's your vertical pull? That's going to be a pull up. If you can't do a pull up, that's going to be your lat pull down. If you can't do a lat pull down, you're going to do some sort of assisted uh, chin up. Or if you're at the house, you've got some TRX straps, by the way, there's your recommendation right there. Get some suspension straps uh, for your house if you don't have them. Uh, because eventually if you just push, push, push all the time, you just, you don't want to look like a hunchback. So, um, uh, vertical and then obviously horizontal is going to be this way, right? Easy peasy, right? So, uh, and then you do that with some TRX straps too. If you don't have any equipment at home, if you're working with a gym, you know how to pull horizontally. I'm not going to get into it. Um, am I, does that mean you can't do bicep curls? No, but do that stuff at the end. If you have the time, okay, that's going to be your accessory work. That's not as important. Okay. You can get you can look insanely good without doing any bicep curls or tricep extensions or anything like that. Um, a lot of the people in my program do do that because we jam pack all this stuff, uh, but into an hour workout. But when it comes to your pulling, you guys, and you're pushing, those are the primary movement patterns that you need to get strong in. Okay. All the other stuff, the tricep extensions, all that, that's just like a, ice cream on the cake. Okay. Don't forget to eat the cake. Don't just eat the icing. Um, you're not going to get great results that way. Okay. And remember, track these things over time, know how strong you are and get stronger as you go. Uh, a lot of people forget that mobility also helps you get stronger because you can train your movement pattern in a larger range of motion, which is going to do what? It's going to actually train more of the muscles in a, in a wider range of motion. So you're actually going to get more out of that, more, mo the more mobile you are. Okay. A lot of people think, oh, if I'm strong, I can't be mobile. No, no, not true. Okay. Work on both things. All right. So you've got mobility, you've got speed. Now we're into the strength. You're pulling a lot, a lot more than you're pushing, hopefully, uh, because life just pulls us that way. We sit at, on Zoom meetings all day long now, uh, and we just kind of get this way. Okay. And that's, that's weakening our back muscles. Okay. That's not what we want. So push, same deal. V and H right? You got to push horizontally and you got to push vertically. You want to build more shoulders. You want to build big cut shoulders and look good in your stripes. Do a lot of overhead pressing. 
Not everyone can do that because a lot of people have poor shoulder mobility. Okay. So be cautious when you do those things, know where you're at. Okay. If you need help, go get help, find a professional who can, who can get you a program that's legit. Uh, and then horizontal, pretty much everyone can push horizontally. Um, I don't care who you are. Uh, but unless you have like a really bad shoulder problem, the pushing is probably going to not necessarily help you. So if you do have shoulder issues, work on your mobility. Remember that thoracic spine is supposed to be mobile. Um, work on your shoulder mobility too. And then pull more, just keep pulling. That's going to set your shoulders back in a really nice place so that you can now be able to push more. A lot of people who really want big chests, right? They go into the bench press, they want a big chest. So they bench all this weight. Um, but I've seen time and time again that uh, when you actually strengthen your back, your bench press goes up. It's kind of this crazy thing, but really it's not necessarily because it's strengthening your chest. It's just putting your shoulder in a much more stable position to be able to then push from that position more weight. And then suddenly now you start training your back. Now suddenly you, your bench press goes up and you get a bigger chest and, and all those things. Right. So um, any questions, guys, I know this is like, I'm flying through this. No, it makes perfect sense. Sweet. So um, remember to track, 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 okay? Otherwise, you're just guessing. And you know what happens as officials when we guess? Bad things happen. So don't do that in your training program as well. Um, let's see, any other key points I need to talk about here? I've got some notes here. Oh, so that's your strength training. That's going to take, uh, you know, 35 to 40 minutes of the session. That's because you have a lot of movements to hit. You got to get all those movements in. Um, do you have to do them every single day? Well, I recommend um, yes, but you don't have to do both directions. Does that make sense? So like on Monday, if you're pulling horizontally, Wednesday, maybe you pull vertically instead, you know, to kind of save your time there and then, and then circle back on Friday. You know, does that make sense? So um, last component. So that's three components, mobility, speed, strength. Last thing, any guesses? Endurance. Oh, nutrition. I don't know. I'm gonna put. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna put. This is what it is. Oops. I can. I can write. Conditioning. Conditioning. Okay. I don't know if I spelled that right. But anyway. Um, this is going to be the last also five to 10 minutes of your training session. Okay. This is how you jam pack all these great things. There's only four components. If you hit all four of these components and track it over time and get better at it, your body's going to change. I promise you. Okay. So stay consistent with it and track over time. So what are some examples of conditioning, uh, for officials, you want to be sports specific. So do some sprints. All right. Uh, especially now that the season, like basketball season's coming up, um, get out there and sprint. Do about five to six rounds uh, of 10. I'm talking max effort, 10 seconds. This is what people call high-intensity interval training, okay, where you're really going after it. This is going to be the biggest bang for your buck, by the way. Uh, when you're really going after it for about 10 to 15 seconds, and then you are resting for 45 to a minute, uh, and then you're doing it again, and you do that for about five to six rounds. You're going to get a lot of great conditioning in for your heart health and all those other things um, when you do it this way in a very short amount of time because that's what I'm all about, right? It's like bang for your buck. How much can we get out of these training programs? Um, so other forms of conditioning are things like the Airdyne bike at the gym, 
uh, you've got ski ergometers, you've got every, basically any sort of cardio equipment or thing that you can do there. You want to go all out, okay, for five to 10 seconds or 10 to 15 seconds and then rest and then do it again. Because really, whether if you're a football referee, right, or you're a basketball referee, that's going to be very conducive to you. If you're a soccer referee, maybe you're going to do a little bit more endurance, like long, like long uh, running type stuff, right? Because those guys are out there back and forth and back and forth. Um, I'm not saying you can't do that stuff either as if you're a basketball referee, cause that stuff's still important. Um, but like you generally what happens like basketball referees that have my program, we train three days a week, right. Is what you're going to do. And then if you want to get some conditioning and more calorie burning and stuff like that on your off days, that's when you're going to go for your walks or your runs or things like that. If that's what you really enjoy. Okay. When it comes to the actual session itself that we're going to track, that's going to make you better. Um, is you want to you want to jam pack that into in a, into a high intensity interval type of thing, okay? Um, as far as getting more bang for your buck, all right. So, so really, that's it to review. What are they? Mobility, speed, strength, and conditioning. You can jam pack all that. Just showed you how to do it into the time frames that you need to to get in, get out, and start seeing the results that you want. All right. So moving right along. We're almost, we're almost coming to the, to the finish line here. The, um, let me grab this so secrets to perfect running, uh, basketball referees love this one. Um, I can show you some examples to you guys. I'll send it in the resource that you guys can send out as PDF, some videos of some before and after what, what, uh, what proper running form looks like, but just to kind of go over it. Um, Secret number one, you got to be tall. Okay. I see a lot of guys running like hunched over out there. Like I was talking about the hunchback thing. Um, that's not what you want. All right. You want to be number one, as tall as humanly possible, uh, when you're running. Okay. You want to then fall forward from your ankles. Okay. Not your hips. So what does that mean? Hips. You don't want to be Hinge forward from your hips. You remember, you're tall, so you're you're here. You're falling forward the entire time. Okay, that's going to make your running a lot more effortless, uh, and going to make you a lot faster. What else makes you faster? Well, the strength training and the speed training and, and getting more mobile. Okay, that's also going to make you a lot faster. Uh, number three landing okay landing properly so a lot of people don't know how to land when they run a lot of people heel strike when they run um that's and especially if you have knee problems and hip problems and back problems that's just going to make those problems worse so you need to land and practice these things it's not easy to you know if, if you haven't done this before it's going to take some practice um, but you can do it in a matter of a couple of weeks. You can fix your run. So uh, take a video of yourself, all right, and see where you're hitting your heel or where your foot is striking. You, um, likely, you're going to see yourself reach out and your heel is going to hit in, out in front of you when you run. Uh, that's most of the mistakes that I see uh, with poor running. And then that just looks bad. That looks kind of floppy, right? And especially 
I'm going to go back to basketball refereeing to, uh, if you know, if you're a guy who's trying to move up and you got a funky run, it's the first thing assigners look at as like, like the first thing they look at is you walk out with your partners and then they see how fit you are. Right. If they're looking to hire and they're kind of like, okay. And then, and then, and I know this because I, I, I talk to the decision makers quite often. And, and then when you, when you start running, you know, even if you're a really fit guy, uh, when you start running and it looks funny, like, you know, like people are like, eh, I don't know. Like, it just kind of looks fun. You know, that like funny run that people have, um, that's, you know, this, what I'm teaching you right now is how to, how to look like a track star out there. So this is like the things that like Olympians use, you know, for the hundred meter. All right. And so you should be utilizing those same things, um, because that's perfect running mechanics. So you want to land flat footed or on the ball of your foot, especially when you're in a full sprint. Okay. So flat footed. or on the ball of your foot. A lot of you are going to heel strike. So a really good way to change that, really good tip, pretend like you're running barefoot, okay? If you were running barefoot on, let's say, I don't know, cement or like the basketball court or really anywhere, uh, you're not going to be banging your heel every time you run barefoot because uh, that would hurt. So you shouldn't be doing it when you have shoes on either. Make sense? So... Oh, arm swing. How should you do your arm swing? A lot of times I see guys going across their body. Okay. You got this funky little waddle thing going on um, because you, you got a hypermobile lower spine. And remember, we want that to be stable. So we want everything from like, the trunk down to be just tight, real tight in here. So really what we want to do is go uh, on the sides of our body. All right. Some one cue is like hip pockets to eye sockets. Don't poke yourself in the eye. Okay. But keep the, the arm swing along the sides of your body. That's going to make you look like an athlete. And that's how uh, athletes run. Okay. So I see a lot of people, even when they're out on jogs, like they're kind of going across their body like this. Uh, it just looks funny. Don't do it. All right. Simple as that. Um, arm swing. We talked about T-spine mobility and hip mobility, how that's going to help. A um, couple of bonus tips here. Total body strength. We talked about that, how that's going to help with your running. Um, and, and think of it this way, like pound for pound, when you're like a pound for pound, um, when you're stronger, basically pound for pound, like you, if you're not a very heavy person, but you're also a very strong person, you're going to run really fast. So like work on those things, you know, and especially if you're trying to move up, but even if you're not, if you're, you know, you just want to prolong your career, work on these things. Okay. It may be a simple fix, you know, for, uh, maybe your knee, your knee problem that you have is just because you got poor running mechanics. Okay. So land properly, practice it, arm swing on the sides of your body, be as tall as possible and fall forward continuously. Okay. Um, any questions, by the way, on running form? I know that's, it's kind of a lot, but, and, and I wish I had some, some videos to play, um, right now, but I can send those out to everybody later if that works. Um, hey, David, we've done like 40 of these webinars and nobody has been as specific as you have been with details of arm movement, foot strike. I mean, you know, I'm thinking of myself, I, I don't, I don't know how, 
how I'm going to have to videotape myself and, yeah. and actually think of the process and where I'm striking and where my arms are. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it doesn't take much. Like if you just use these points and usually that one cue, just pretend like you're running barefoot and, and keep your arms to your sides. Really sometimes that just fixes everything. Um, but definitely can like, and that's what I do in my program is one of the benefits. One of the bonuses that you get is, you know, you get running form analysis, you know, so my clients will, will take a video of their running form and then they'll send it over to me. I'll do a whole video breakdown on what it is that they need to do to fix it. Um, and sometimes it takes a couple of videos, but you know, in a matter of three to four weeks, usually it's fixed. Um, but you can do this stuff on your own too. But the thing is too, and same with the training program, you can do this stuff on your own. Um, but it really, really helps, especially as a professional to have a professional uh, actually telling you what to do. And just so you know, like I'm a professional at this stuff and I work with a guy. Okay. Because I don't want to have to just, I don't want to have to think <laughs> about my own program. I've got 80 other people's programs that I write and don't get me wrong. I love doing it. Um, but like when it comes to me and myself, I'm like, shoot, I, you know, I want to go get that help too. So just because, you know, you, you may think that you know what you're doing, you know, once you get a second opinion or, or you work with someone, even if it's for a few weeks, um, you, you start, you're, you're, you're just like you did, Ken, like you started to understand like, well, shoot, I don't even know what I look at like there, or I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing in terms of my training program. Oh, I'm not tracking it. Well, great. We can do that stuff for you. Okay. Like if you just tell me what weights you got and what, and what you do, you know, like I, I can, t I can tell what you're going to do there and I can tell how to progress you there. So, um, it works really, really well. And you, like I said, you can do this stuff on your own. Um, but if you really want to dial it in, go get some help. You know, there are plenty of great coaches out there um, that can help you with these things. And you want to be training like an athlete, not, not like a bodybuilder. Um, and you can still look just as good as a bodybuilder looks if you really dial it in and start tracking these things over time. Okay. So really good stuff, guys. And, and I appreciate the compliment there, Ken. I want to be as detailed as possible because that's what it's all about. And here's the thing. These are all general rules of thumb. And everybody's different. Everybody's got different body composition, things like that. You know, when it comes to like simple things like a deadlift. Okay. A lot of people don't do it. They just squat. Um, I think deadlifting is probably one of the most important things that you, that you can do because we're always sitting on our butt, right? Like <laughs> we're sitting all day on our butt. And what happens when we sit in our butt all day, our butt turns off. Okay. <laughs> like it just stops working. So like deadlifts, yes, squats help that too, but deadlifts are really going to hammer in that posterior chain strength that you really need, especially to get up and down the floor. And like, God, I hear it all the time. Every season, every season I hear one of my partners, I blew out my hammy. It's like halfway through the season, like I busted my hammy. I just got, you know, any hamstring stretches to do? I'll be like, look, do you deadlift? Do you hinge? And they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, well, it may not be a matter of mobility. Like you need to strengthen your hamstrings uh, in order to prevent the injury from happening. You know, you're, you've been sitting on your butt all day and you've been in quarantine and you've just been watching Netflix and eating bonbons. And then, uh, you go out and you go out and you ref your first game. That's a really easy way to end your career, at least for that season. You know what I mean? Um, so, so you do these things early and often to prevent that stuff. Um, anyway, I, that was a tangent, but I, like I said, I could talk for hours on this. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about is. And before you get into that, David, let's, uh, why don't we hear from a couple of your uh, your clients on? Oh yeah, why don't we do that? Yeah, good idea. Right, uh, we'll go ahead and just play a couple of their short clips. 
of, of how you help them and then we'll hit the last the topic of the bonus topic boom yep we'll be right back hi i'm jeff i'm a middle school pe teacher and referee college basketball at the division two level prior to working out with david i struggled with arthritis in my knee bone-on-bone contact uh, the speed and the explosion was just not there i was able to strengthen my body up and now pain-free run up and down the floor with no knee brace i just can't thank david zetz with referee advantage more my confidence has gone through the roof people have noticed and stopped me to ask me what have i been doing over these last couple months to transform my body and and now uh, i can chase my kids around which is more important to me than just running up and down the floor so if if you're looking to decide how you can take yourself to the next level invest in yourself invest in david because he is going to get you to where you want to be how's everyone doing uh my name is derek and i am a a collegiate basketball referee Uh, i just wanted to thank david zetz and referee advantage for my amazing workout plan that has uh, changed my life forever Uh, prior to meeting david and referee advantage I would work out five to six days a week, follow social media plans, change workouts constantly, Uh, would be on the scale all the time trying to reach a certain weight and just not seeing the results that I really wanted to see. Uh, Met David a few months ago, had a brief 30 minute conversation and within that time frame I knew I wanted to be a part of the journey of Referee Advantage. Uh, Started right away and within a few weeks was seeing amazing results in half the time working out. Instead of six days a week, it's three days a week with some mobility stuff and I didn't even care what I weighed because I was in the best shape of my life. Uh, You know, I, in both my careers, I've had some uh, back pain, some hip pain and some tightness in those areas that's all gone in these past few months just by these workouts that are tailored to you and personal. And that's what I love about David is no matter what, you can reach out to him and he'll change your plan, fix your plan. He's always checking in, making sure that uh, you're getting the results you want. Not that he wants, but you want. And uh, I think that's the most important thing. But the best thing overall is David has allowed me to hit bombs on the golf course and we all know getting in the tee box and hitting it 20 30 yards farther than you've ever hit in your entire life it is just an amazing feeling so david thank you for that uh but seriously as far as officiating goes uh the most important thing to us is to prolong our career right we want to referee this game we love as long as we can and uh like my mentor always told me that you know Every year, these kids stay the same age and we get older. So we have to continue to get better. And I believe that Referee Advantage uh, and these workout plans do that for you. So if you can, I know times are tough, but if you can, reach out. David, he's a phenomenal guy and uh, you won't regret it one bit. It'll change your life. All right. So it looks like, uh, you know, you really changed the lives of these two two basketball division one uh, officials um, and what they had to say on how you helped them. So that was some good stuff. Appreciate it. You guys, this is really fun. I, I, I can't thank you enough for bringing me on and 
So we're in the bonus section now. We're coming home. We're taking this plane nice to a nice soft landing. Hopefully you've learned a lot. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. Um, but uh, nutrition, last thing, really, like we talk about training and like we talk for hours on this. But if you don't have this stuff dialed in um, and you really, if you're one of those people that, you know, you want to be the guy who's like the most fit guy at the tryout, right, to get noticed. Or you just want to lose some pounds. You want to lose 10 pounds, you know, uh, in order to just feel better and like be more confident out there. Um, whatever your goals are, maybe, maybe you're a skinny guy like me. Like I've always been a skinny guy and it's always been a hard for me to like gain weight, but it's, it's this part that needs to really be dialed in in order to do that. So once you have the training and all that dialed in, um, and you're doing that consistently, this, you can get great results without changing anything nutritionally, depending on what you're trying to do for yourself. Cause it's all about what your goals are. Then your, your nutrition needs to be in line with that. Um, I'm, I'm assuming as humans, we all kind of know what's good for us, what's bad for us. We know what fast food's bad. We know that, you know, all these other things, like, I'm not going to get into that, okay? What I'm going to get into is the science and the, the whole don't guess principle that I'm talking about today. And that is, you need to know where you're at, okay? Same thing with your strength program. You're not going to change your body if you don't know where you're at with your strength, Uh you're also not going to change your body if you don't know how many calories you're putting in your mouth every day. And I know people have a lot of objections to like, oh, I don't track calories. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Um, that's fine. That's fine. I, I'm not saying you have to do it forever. Okay. But what I am saying is you need to figure out where you are currently because a lot of people also will go online and find out like, oh, how many calories if I, do I need? They'll find like these macro calculators or like these basal metabolic rate calculators. And that's, that's, that's good. But like, what's better is you actually doing it specifically to you, because a lot of times you go and you put in your height and you put in your weight, uh, with one of these calculators. And then it spits out a number of how many calories you should be eating in the day, um, to like lose 10 pounds or to gain muscle or, or what have you. Right. So, um, I, and then people do it and then they don't see the results. It, well, it's because of a thing called adaptive thermogenesis. And what that means is um, your body adapts to what, to any, to, to basically your lifestyle. Um, so I hear it all the time. A lot of people are like, I don't eat that much, but I still can't lose the weight. Well, okay. How many calories do you know? Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, let's figure that out. And then they're, and they're right. You know, they're like, I'm only eating 1200 calories. It's like, okay, and they're, I don't know, 200 something pounds. Well, they should require more food than that. Um, but they don't because they, they just, their body has adapted to their current lifestyle. So how do you get yourself out of that adaptive state of like what we call like a low metabolism? Well, the first thing is strength train, you know, do a program that's got progressive overload. That's going to, the benefits start coming from the inside out when you do that. Um, and, and it's, it's truly amazing, but like, I see it all the time. Like, uh, you know, someone will be like, I don't eat 1200 calories a day and I can't lose the weight. It's like, boom, they start strength training. And then all of a sudden they get hungrier, right? Because their metabolism goes up. So a lot of times you don't lose the weight because you just start eating more when you, you start eating more when you get on a strength training program on a really good one. Right. And so, so I'm not saying you have to track forever, but what I am saying is for one to two weeks, if you do track and when you do do that, and you know how many calories you're putting in your, in, your, um, in your mouth every day, then you start to see the trends. And then you start to go, oh, 
well, maybe I don't need to pick up that or don't have that bowl of ice cream at night because it added another, you know, 400 calories to my, to my diet or what have you. So really it's about balancing the books, figuring out where you're at and then making the adjustment based on, based on what you find to change something to see a result. Okay. So same with the strength training program. It's like, let's figure out how strong you are. Let's change it. Let's let your body adapt better instead of adapting the opposite way. And then let's get you the result. Right. So, um, I know that was a long winded way to lead up to this nutrition because it's very, very simple. Um, but the point is you need to figure out where you're at. So really good way to do that. An app like my fitness pal is super easy. Um, and it's great. Now, one of the things I do with my, with my, uh, private clients on my app is you get on my fitness pal and you start tracking what's in your mouth every day. You do that for a week. My fitness pal links to the, to the true cap, the true coach app that I have. So then I can see where you're at there. Then I can give you the recommendations that you need. Uh, you don't necessarily need those recommendations from me. You can just make a change, but sometimes it helps to, because eventually you're going to get a result and then you're going to need to adjust those numbers in order to get through that next plateau. Right? So it really helps to just have someone tell you what to do, but so I'm telling you what to do. Okay. Not, but, but so here we go. <laughs> so you've got, what are the goals, right? Some people want um, to lose weight. Some people want to gain weight. And some people want to what we call a uh, recomp. Um, so recomp means, let's say you're 185 pounds and you want to stay at 185 pounds. You just want to gain some muscle and lose some fat. Okay. You have something what's called your basal metabolic rate. Um, like I said, those, that basal metabolic rate can, can change. So it's not necessarily based on your height and your weight. When you go online, you put those things in, it's going to spit out a number based on height and weight. That's not very accurate. Okay. So that's why I want you to actually track these things. So figure out how many calories you're getting. Let's say in the last month you haven't gained any weight and every day you're eating 1500 calories or so. Okay. Um, that's your basal metabolic rate. You haven't gained, you haven't lost, right? So you're, you're maintaining your weight. So in order to maintain your weight, but also recomp, you need to strength train, get on a great program like that. And then you need to eat at your basal metabolic rate. So you really, sometimes you don't need to change much at all. Um, if you're trying to recomp, okay. Uh, if you're just trying to, you know, gain muscle and lose fat kind of equally, just kind of lean out is what people say, like, oh, I want to tone up. That Usually that's what they're talking about. They want to recomp. Um, some people want to gain muscle, right? Few people want to gain fat, but um, sometimes you have to gain a little fat to gain muscle, just saying. But then you can come back over here and start losing once you do that. So it's kind of a, there's a system that, you know, it's, if you're one of those guys that really wants to gain a lot, like you're going to gain some fat with it. Let's just put it that way. Um, so so you need to obviously eat more than your basal metabolic rate to gain. Um, you need to eat at your basal metabolic rate to recomp. Remember, you got to train as well. And then you need to eat below your basal metabolic rate to lose fat. Or, or, um, and, and even if you're trying to lose weight, a lot of people just go for a million runs and a million walks, and they put themselves in what we call a caloric deficit, which is below your basal metabolic rate and they lose weight, but a lot of times they lose a lot of muscle in the process and they lose a lot of strength in the process. So my recommendation is, especially as an athlete, if you're trying to lose weight, you still got to strength train. 
I mean, I hear it from women quite often too, before they start the program. Um, a lot of my lady reps are getting great results, <laughs> great results on the, on the program because um, they started a strength training program. That's like something they've never done before. Cause most women don't do that because what they don't want to be what they want. They don't want to be bulky. Right. And I hear it all the time. Well, I can tell you what, you, as a woman, you don't have enough testosterone to get bulky in the first place. Uh, and, and as long as you're eating the right way, if you can still get strong and, and get smaller. Okay. Um, just to put it simply. <laughs> uh, so you just need to make sure you're eating below that. And, but you also need, there's a lot that goes into this. Okay. Um, like I said, could do this for hours. There's sleep, there's stress. There's all these other factors that affect your metabolism and your recovery. Um, overtraining is a big problem, especially with referees during the season. Um, you know, how do you adjust those things to make sure that it's specific to your body? Because everybody's different, right? We're all referees, but there's a lot of, we have a lot of walks of life, you know, uh, we got a lot of different people that, that, that do this job. Um, so you need to find a program that's specific to you and that's going to get you to where you want to be. And, um, so, so like, you know, just kind of, kind of wrap this up in terms of nutrition, like keep your, keep your quality of food high. You know, why do you think that when you eat a bag of chips, uh, you're still hungry? You can eat a whole bag of chips and you're still hungry. Why is that? You just ate, you know, let's say you ate a thousand calories. <laughs> you ate a whole bag of Lay's and you're sitting on the couch and you're just eating away. And you, and, and you eat the whole thing and you're still hungry, but you just ate all these calories. Well, your, your body is hungry for nutrients, okay? And there's not a lot of nutrients in a bag of potato chips. So, so the point is eat, eat colorful foods eat whole cuts of meat. You know, if you're a vegetarian, make sure you're getting a lot of protein. If you're a pescatarian, make sure you're getting a lot of protein um, because that's going to keep you fuller longer. Um, and if you're trying to gain muscle too, like eat a lot of protein, but also carbs are not the enemy too. It all kind of depends on what your preference is, what your lifestyle is, what foods you like. Because remember, I said at the beginning, fitness should complement your life, not consume it. Okay. Your nutrition should also complement your life, not consume it. I love pizza. I eat pizza. I eat burgers. I eat all that stuff. Okay. But just uh, taking a mindful approach um, and tracking everything you put in your mouth and actually writing it down like in a MyFitnessPal type of app um, is going to make you just help you with the awareness. Uh, it's funny. A lot of times clients come to me or people come to me and, and they want to do the nutrition tracking with me. And I go, okay, great. And, and we have all their goals, right? And, and, and then you start tracking and then you lose like two pounds the first week you track just because you're actually, it's like a task that you're going, that it's just making you more aware of what you're putting in your mouth, you know? So it's funny, like sometimes we're trying to get a baseline, but then people lose two or three pounds in one week because, because they simply just started tracking what they're putting in their mouth. You know what I mean? So, um, so that's the point. And anyway, that's kind of a long winded way uh, on this bonus section of nutrition. Cause like there's a lot of other components uh, to getting, to creating the body that you want. And, you know, I I'll say it all the time. A lot of people don't get enough sleep. We as referees, we don't get enough sleep, you know? Um, and, and I've been down that road before, you know, back when I was training people in person, I was training, uh, now all my stuff's online and I love it, but I was training 10 people a day, six days a week. And then I'd go ref a game, you know, I wake up at three in the morning and then I'd go and I'd have my first client at 5am. I'd train till 4pm. 
I'd go ref two games. I'd come home at, you know, 11. I wake up at three and do it all over again. Well, guess what? I hurt myself that year because <laughs> I wasn't getting enough sleep, you know? So uh, it's also motivated me to change what I'm doing uh, in my life and, and in my lifestyle to, to be able to help myself so that I can help others too. So um, anyhow, I, I really hope this was helpful, you guys. Do you have any questions right now? No, it's really fantastic. I, I just, could, I know we're going to post your contact information, but where, where do you prefer people to contact you at? So, yeah. So right now, um, the best thing to do is follow me on um, Instagram or, or uh, add me on Facebook. That's really the easiest way to do it. I know that's how you, you guys contacted me. So David Zetz, so at David Zetz on Instagram or David Zetz um, my profile on Facebook. If you send me a message, um, or add me there, that's really a, the easiest way to do it. Um, in my, on my Instagram, there's a link in my bio, uh, to fill out an application. If you feel like you, you may want to hop on a call to talk about these things. Um, the call's totally free. The application is totally free. Um, you know, hopefully you'll get a lot of information out of, out of the call. There's no pressure to sign up that way, but if you go there, um, fill out that application, um, at David Zetz, on Instagram, um, that's a way. And then you could also just uh, send me an email um, to Zets, that's my last name, Z-E-T-T-S at D-Z, my initials. So dztrainingsystems.com. Um, and I need to change that because it's way too long. But <laughs> for now, that's what we'll do. Um, but I'll give you guys that info as well so you can send out to all your, all your viewers. And, and because really that's what, that's what my business is all about. It's about helping officials and getting them to that next level and getting them to create the bodies that they want and, and the tools that they need to keep it that way. So um, really appreciate you guys having me on today. Oh, it's pretty cool. You're passionate about what you do, man. That's what makes it, uh, you know, infectious to us listening. Well, so I'm sure much. other people are going to get as much out of it as I did. So yeah, thank David, we want to thank you for spending uh, a little over an hour with us and the New Mexico officials association. Um, you know, we, I took a lot of notes, but just to recap, mobility, speed, strength, conditioning, take the guess workout. Um, don't, the don't guess principle, you need to know where you're at. That's a, mm -hmm. that's a highlight what I wrote down. And so again, um, we'll send this out and we appreciate it. Uh, and everyone enjoy your, your, your Saturday Halloween night with the family. Take the Happy kids Halloween. Let's go. Take the kids out trick-or-treating. If the kids are too old, take the significant other out for, uh, for a good <laughs> meal. Um, have a good week. We'll talk to you next Saturday, and good luck on the field. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs>